Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Susie Hunter. We've got Tiff producing today. <laughs> um, and guys, we have such a special guest. Uh, my best friend, Amanda Zwarren, is here. Uh, she is... Uh, she, she's my everything, but also she's my business partner because we started Nacho Scout together. She's the other half of Nacho Scout. I feel like a lot of people know about Nacho Scout. At this point, it, I hope so. It kind of put us on the map. I most definitely did. I think it launched both of our adult careers. Yeah. Yeah. It did. And also, we matched today, guys. Also, we matched. Hello. Unintentional. Intentionally unintentional. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Amanda, are you having a good time here in Colorado? I'm having a great time. This is uh, my second time out in the Denver area. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first time here, finally, long awaited at the DNVR studios. Yes. We were down at the bar. We Oh, yeah. We have our show beers. Uh, we've got a couple of Brex on our hand. Uh, I'm drinking the, um, oh, the, pe- the Palisade Peach. Palisade Peach on tap. Oh, my gosh. Didn't even realize it was still in season. What are you drinking? Uh, what am I drinking? The Avalanche Amber. Yes. Cheers. Actually, cheers. Had it for the first Clink. time yesterday. I went out to Breckenridge yesterday, do a little snowboarding. Went in Denver. Yes. Went in went, Colorado. Went in Denver. Went in Colorado. I can't come all the way out here and not make it on a mountain at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, we're, ta- we're going to talk about that. Um, oh, it's so funny. So I posted on Twitter that you were going to come on the show Obviously, like people are stoked, but um, someone said, "Oh, this is a blast from the past." I'm like, "Do you mean it's a Baja blast <laughs> from the Baja past?" Baja blast, like it's your Baja last. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We do air horn sounds here. No, but no, no buttons of air horn sounds. Just like bur- no, from think, your mouth. No, no, we do have a button. That's the problem. Can That's I hear? It? I need to hear a comparison. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we're a budget. We're a budget show, so <laughs> we can't afford the air horn. We just, can't pay big air horn every time we need to play that sound. You just got to download it off of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do in all my videos. If I have a special effect, you know, behind the scenes, just rip it off YouTube. Just take it. Just <laughs> yeah. take it, guys. For legal purposes, we're joking. So yeah. All right, yeah, well, let's talk about what even is Nacho Scout. So Nacho Scout was like a thing we made um, uh, that I feel like people still ask us about. I feel like especially aspiring journalists ask me about, like, how did you get your TV job? And, like, I always say, like, I got my TV job because I just started making videos on my own on YouTube with Mm -hmm. my friend Amanda. And, like, I mean, we went to school for journalism, so they're great quality videos. Like, they were fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you and I have been circling the uh, the media space basically since college. Yeah, uh, Susie and I both went to the University of Hartford. We both were part of the student television network. Different times we were actually attended. Yeah, but then uh, in our senior year we came together 
And people were always like, people would say to me, uh, you know who you'd get along with? Well, <laughs> Susie Hunter. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And then we met and they were right. They were right. We were <laughs> yeah. like, just like instantly friends. Uh, um, and also like we, yeah, we like hang out, but like every hangout is a business meeting. Always, always, always a business meeting. Usually there's a cocktail involved. And honestly, after one or two, the ideas get really good. They get so good. Like Nacho Scout, actually. That's how it came about. Because, yeah, we were like just out having drinks in Hartford at like this little bar. Just enjoying and happy hour. Just enjoying happy hour, like talking about life, talking about how like frustrated we were with our jobs. And Amanda's like, well, even, like what even is like your dream job? Like what would you be looking for? And I described like basically what Nacho Scout is. And she was like, we can just do that. I was like, <laughs> let's just do that. Yeah. Um. I was very inspired. Um, I just feel like, especially living in this this day and age of the social media and yes. uh, you know <laughs> and YouTube, like just go out and if you want to make something, just go out and make it. Like it's okay if it's not good, you'll get better. Trust me. I look at our earlier stuff and I'm like, wow, we have both come very far. Come and our so early far. stuff is good, but like, like it's still good. It's just different. It's just so different. So the evolution of like what you can create. Yeah, um, but it made us better people, and it also made us better resume wise because like. I mean, I had people like offering me jobs afterwards. You got a really great job after we started doing that. So yeah, Nacho Scout was just like an idea, something fun for us to do. It was an expensive hobby. Yeah, it actually, um, key, that's the key. Because we like we like, drove out to the freaking Super Bowl. Like that's an expensive hobby. We did some wild ish. Can I curse on here? Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, you okay. can do anything okay. on here. Okay, this you could pour a beer on my head if you really wanted to. Well, the night is young. It would be a great excuse for us to get new chairs in here. Oh yeah, the night is young. The night is young. We're on but a bed. We, we may or may not be on a bender right now. I haven't decided. You said it's a light bender. In that we drank some water too. Yes. But I mean, if I stop drinking water, that just makes it a full blown bender. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a fine line. It's a very fine line. Sorry, my phone, my phone, my laptop just started playing our own show. I thought it was on mute. That's on me. That's on me. I wanted to check on the comments because I know we got a bunch of questions on Twitter, actually, but it would be amazing to see if we had any comments going on. Um, no, we don't. We just have none. It's, you know, it's a snowman's week right now. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to Alyssa, who just brought in the third camera <laughs> mid show. She's amazing. That's yeah, finally now I can see myself again. <laughs> happy. I'm happy now. I was just I didn't even know how I looked. I was getting so nervous. Uh, Just disappearing. If we can't see you, then you don't exist. I, I don't know if I do exist, honestly. If we're going to be real about it, I'm going through an existential crisis. Well, we might not be able to see you, but we could certainly hear you. I feel like I could hear you from like across a baseball stadium. They can. I'm actually not even mic'd up. Everyone can hear me on their own in their house. Yeah. <laughs> organically. <laughs> I don't even need a mic. They can hear me from it the It just moon. reverberates down like the avenue that is Colfax. <laughs> yes. Amanda's fascinated by Colfax Ave, by the way. Honestly, I'm just fascinated by the culture of Colfax pride yeah. that I'm seeing out here. Well, I mean, I think like we're looking at like our mural that we have up here and there's like a picture of like a big sign that says Colfax Ave. So yeah, that's the culture. Like we're so proud of our streets Just out here. so, we have a street. We have one. The long ass street. It's the longest ass street. This <laughs> ass street is so long. It's the longest ass street in the world. We do have Johnny in the chat. Johnny, hello. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining the show. Guys, if you have questions, comments, um, anything, hop in, ask, let me know. There's like literally no Rockies news going on. Like the only piece of Rockies news is that, excuse me, they're having a press conference tomorrow to talk about 
Probably some concerts that are coming to I'm town. I'm probably a great guest for that, though, because I told Susie, I was like, I'll do the show, but I know I'm not involved in Rocky's culture at all. Yeah. Uh, outside of from like afar, just supporting your show. I am a subscriber to the show. Thank so you. first time, long time on here. Yeah, wow. big, big fan. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Um, but uh, no, I'm on the East Coast, so. <laughs> oh, is that the New Year's thing? Is that what I just heard? Yeah, it's like some sort of party maker we, noise. I, we yeah. could have just brought, I have like 20 oh party God. noise makers. I have some on the counter over there because I brought them for abs. But we don't New deserve Year's them. Theme, no. We don't deserve them. They, what? Are they New Year's themed? Yeah. This one just works. Oh yeah, because they did an abs show on New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because the abs played like kind of late actually. But yeah. But yeah, are you, Tiff, are you going to bring them I over? I a holiday game, a holiday show. Watching yeah. the Eagles on, the Eagles on, on Christmas Day. Right? Time. Yeah. Oh, oh here we go. All right. We've got like hats. We've got, is that a tiara too? Ooh, pick your freaking poison. I'm actually very happy to celebrate this new year. I do, I might put my foot in my mouth, but I'm going to say it right here. Put it down in your calendars. I feel like this is going to be a good year for us. I think it has I don't know to be. For everybody, but I, don't for know, me. I don't know what I'm going to do if it's not a good year. <laughs> I don't want to find out the version of me that comes out. I don't know. We're seeing some versions already. We're seeing some versions. Oh! Oh, wait, these are here. Oh, here's a lay. The crowns are much cuter. Get, <laughs> you've yeah. got a crown and a tiara. Okay. You pick your poison. <laughs> Live every Baja blast like it's your Baja last. Um, these are the fun ones. I'd, we just have the um, ones with like tinsel hanging off the end. These. That's yeah, a, this yeah. is. We're, wow. We're, we're grown ups. <laughs> God. Off the rails. Off the rails already. I don't think we're ever on the rails, to be honest. I've never been on the rails a day in my <laughs> life. I don't know why I would start now. Yeah. What is, so Amanda, when we started doing it, we'll we'll chat a little couple no, more minutes let's about take, let's take our steps through our through our twenties and into our thirties. Yeah, yeah. No, but um uh, so we started doing these like at minor league baseball games. We started doing these Nacho Scout videos. What do you, what walking or looking back on this, what do you look back on and be like, oh my gosh, like that is something that like I actually love about minor league baseball. Oh my gosh. Well, the one thing there's I so love, much to love about so minor, minor league baseball. baseball I, I've said it to you, but I'll say it to everybody here. My favorite part about minor league baseball is the absolute like culture that comes from it. It mm -hmm. is such, every stadium is so ingrained in its small city and its small town. It's involved in the families, in the community. Um, it's, it's, it's not about the baseball. Like the baseball is just like the second reason to go. You go because it's like, I went to a, a Woo Sox game out in Worcester in Massachusetts where I live um, earlier this season or over the summer. And I was like, this is just like child friendly bar hopping. Like yeah. it's a great time. <laughs> like you can bring your kids. Bar and hopping you can, where you can bring your kids. I just think it's such a unique opportunity to have like an adult time, but also a place that you can also bring your family and the kids are going to have a great time because it's like so catered to families. It's affordable, much more affordable than a major league baseball stadium. Oh, um, yeah. And it's just... I don't know. I just like appreciate like the cultural aspect that is minor league baseball and how much they are involved in the community and how they much they care about their community. Yeah. Um, they have their, their dress up days, the star Wars days, the dog days, mm -hmm. they have the mascot races. I like how kooky all of our team names and mascots are like, they're like, let's just get weird with it. Let's see how weird we can get away with because people pay attention then. And it's like, just embrace the weird. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love minor league baseball. I prefer a minor league game over a major league game any day. Wow. And she's a Yankees plan holder. Oh, uh, yeah. Born and raised Yankee <laughs> fan from New York City. But, no, no, not um, born. Just raised. Just raised. Just raised. Actually. This is actually the most scandalous thing about Amanda. It's like a deep, terrible secret. 
My father had a change of heart. We are. I grew up born and raised in Queens. So we that's, were. That's Mets territory. Okay, to be fair, that's Mets territory. My father is from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. He grew up a Yankees fan. Okay. So he was. He would tell me how affordable it was to go to a game when he was um, mm-hmm. just a wee. A wee uh, lad. A wee lad. But um, <laughs> so I guess we were Mets fans at one point. There's a photo of me as a young baby in a Mets gear. Mm. And then my father had a change of heart. He didn't like how the team was being run. And he said, you know what? We're going to the Yankees. And I've been a Yankees fan ever since, ever since the age of maybe two or so. So I would say definitely raised. Yeah, yeah raised. raised in Yankee territory. And honestly, I, those were the best years of the Yankees, um, you know. Uh, your childhood, yeah. Our, yeah. our childhood Derek was like Jeter, peak Yankees. A-Rod, like, come on. Yeah. Giambi. Yeah, oh my gosh, I've yeah. seen some good games. I saw, we were at the game, <clears throat> Jeter's infamous dive. Infamous or famous? Uh, when he dove into the stands to catch a ball and he'll totally bust up his face. We yeah. were at that game. And my what? dad has a photo of that in his house because he likes to go and we were there. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, like, that's cool to be there for, like, those big moments. I, um... Uh, Oh my gosh, I was going to ask you a question and I just like to, oh, um, do you know how old Tarek Jeter is? 49. <laughs> Does anyone know how old Tarek Jeter is? No one can look how at your phone. Tarek Jeter? Do not look at your Don't phone. Don't look at your phone. 42. No, you're, he's much older. He's such an old fart. Get out of here. 47. 47s. 47 sounds like a good guess. Price is right. Close without going over. <laughs> Price is right rules always. We love to play this game when we're like out in a social situation maybe we're at the bar maybe we're at at the the beach beach. (laughs) and we'll just ask people like hey do you know like how old Derek Jeter is and like honestly like if you're at a beach in New York like people will be like yeah he was born on blah 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 they know and it's not okay no one it's not even like it's not even fun like like oh you can't look at your phone they're like no we know no no we are Google I actually have a tattooed on my arm yes the most important day of my life the day Derek Jeter was born (laughs) but baseball is actually a huge part of my family my parents were first dating they went to a baseball game together, and I guess oh. the game got really good towards the end, and my mom was like, let's just stay through the end. And for a bit, my dad tells me that's like was a turning point for him to be like, oh, maybe she's, uh, maybe oh. she's the one. So baseball culture is huge in my family. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, also, thank God your dad switched from Mets to Yankees. I don't think we'd be this good of no, friends if you were I a Mets not, fan. I don't, I don't know who I would be emotionally if I was a, a born and raised Mets fan just to be a loser your whole life. <laughs> But like, really? <laughs> I mean, she's but not seriously. wrong. She's not wrong. What do the Mets have to show for anything the past for our entire lifetime? Mike Piazza was like the last good thing that happened to that team. And you know what? He's from Philly. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. He's Philly Coast boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just um, I don't know who I would be, and I don't think I'd want to know. Um, uh, by the way, um, uh, we'll reveal Derek Jeter's age right after this break. <laughs> Real cliffhanger, real cliffhanger over here. <laughs> Don't Google it. <laughs> Don't Google it. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we have to we have to talk about uh, our newest sponsor on board, Circle K. I'm so excited that we're working with Circle K, uh, one of my favorite places to stop and get everything I need. Also, there's a Circle K near my house that I definitely roll my car into when I forget to get gas. It's it's huge mm. for me. But they also have a convenience store where I can pick up other stuff that I desperately need because I am in a rush. But uh, they have this thing called the Inner Circle. It's a free membership. It's an app. You download it. Um, You can... Do we have a QR code to post? Or There's a link in the description. So don't worry about it, guys. There's a link in the description of this pod. Um, All you need is your phone number to get some really good deals. Your first five Phillips or gas, you're going to get 25 cents off per gallon in this economy too good of an opportunity too good of an offer to pass up and also your first five polar pops are free and then on every sixth um 
Every sixth free for several items like pizza, roller grill, um, fountain beverages, donuts, and more. So they've got some really good deals for you. All you have to do is download the app, and all you need to download the app is a phone number. It could not be freaking easier. Uh, let's talk about our friends at Bet365 because, guys, they don't do ordinary, all right? They only do extraordinary Every sport should be absolutely epic. And right now, new customers can choose between two different offers when they open an account at Bet365. Use code DNVR365 to sign up. Deposit $10, and you can choose between these two offers. Either a first bet safety net where you can place a bet up to $1,000. And if that qualifying bet loses, you will get a matched refund and bonus bet. So you can just get a total do-over. That is, I mean, honestly, I need it. Uh, or you can do bet and get where you can uh, uh, place a bet of uh, $5 or more and get $150 in bonus bets. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at bet365. They've got NBA early payout offers. They've got um, an NHL early payout offer, too. So they've got some really good stuff going on. But no matter what, you must be 21 or older and physically located in the state of Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. But again, 21 or older, but download the app and use code DNVR365. Amanda, you're going to make some bets while you're out here in Colorado. You've been taking advantage of some of the fun stuff in Colorado. Well, I am physically in Colorado or Denver. That was one of the rules, that's, right? That's like the biggest rule. So is, I think, yeah, while well, I'm out here, I the, should. The two big ones are, uh, you know, there's three big rules. Yeah. Be in Denver, be 21 or older, and don't have a gambling problem. I I, uh, I pass all those all those bars. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed if you're watching us live on YouTube, but uh, while Amanda was telling us this beautiful story about baseball and family, our nachos arrived. I was looking at them during the ad read and I didn't want to interrupt, but they are beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, you could have started. So yeah, we'll, we'll hold these bad boys up here. Bring, bring the camera on me so people can really get a look of the nachos that we serve here at the DNVR bar. This whole show is an ad. So a strong characteristic of all of our Nacho Scout videos and something that we go for and everyone is the best cheese pull. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it sexy, right? You got to make it sexy. It's all hips and nips. And so, <laughs> uh, so you got to find a sexy cheese pull. You know, if you don't make it sexy, you don't eat. Unfortunately, these don't have a cheese pull because our nachos here use a cheese sauce rather than actual shredded cheese. So it's a melted cheese. It's, on it's already melty, but it's not going to really like melt together. So we're not going to well, get the cheese pull that you're looking. But a quality that these nachos do have that we also always look for great layering this is just like one big layer and all the toppings are on top they don't need to be piled high they need to be wider and longer and flatter mm -hmm. this we is a good some, nacho if you look at our our super bowl nachos so there was a time so we would obviously travel around do baseball but then you know super bowl is not into the winter so we'd get together in Susie's kitchen and we make a super bowl themed nacho which is usually two different nachos each representative of the state or city that the team is from. Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe, where was I going with this, with the cheese pull? Oh, oh the freshness. Uh, you said flat, but we would pile them very high because the key to making good nachos, and Susie's the first person to tell me this, and I will reiterate, oh. is layering. Layering is you key. You need layering. How many times do you order nachos and all the good stuff is on top and all the cheese at the bottom are just naked or they get soggy? You need good layering. Every bite needs to have a little bit of flavor to it. 
And this is actually why this is, I know this is like an unpopular opinion, but helmet nachos are not the most, they're actually one of the least efficient ways to serve nachos. They are very least efficient. They are great for a ballpark, but they are exactly, I mean, yeah, they're exactly they're, what I just described. They're not. They're just, everything's on top and it's just a, a hat full of uh, chips. Yeah. Which actually, fun fact, we were out in Brooklyn during the <laughs> Brooklyn Cyclones game years ago. Also, if you could, if you're out in Coney Island, make sure you take yourself to a Brooklyn Cyclones game. Um, and and one, ride the Wonder Wheel and go on the Cyclone roller coaster and get a Nathan's hot dog and then go to the beach and you can probably find like a, a used needle on there somewhere. But um, <laughs> it's the full Coney Island experience. <laughs> anyway, so we were at this game and we happened to have found a bachelor party, which attracted, I don't know who attracted each to each other first, but we happened to come together. Well, you know, honestly, like when we're filming a video, like the drunkest men you see are going to give you incredible content. Yeah. If we, for better or for the worse. The two of us out somewhere with a camera usually attracts some kind of attention. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they found us. And I mean, I never thought of having a bachelor party at a baseball game, but, or at a Cyclones game, I should yeah. say more specifically. Um, but we did convince a guy to dump a full cheese cheese and chip filled uh, helmet onto his head and mm -hmm. wear it as a helmet for a good moment. He did it. Great I for the camera, great for video. You can tell he regretted it immediately, but it was great going into it. Uh, you know what? I don't think he uh, he was not sober enough to experience the feeling of regret. He was definitely. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe I was feeling all I the regret. I think you felt secondhand regret. I think he was fine. He was just like, I'm getting attention. Yeah. And I'm drunk and I'm yeah. here with all my boys. And he had that like tight buzz cut so you could just wipe all the cheese off his head. That was the know? key. I was like, we could never do no, that because my no. hair would never recover. I was he had to shave like, my head. He just had like a little buzz cut. Mm -hmm. So low risk for him. So low maintenance. And then he could just go in the ocean after and wash yeah. it all off. Also, I think it rained that day that we were there too. It poured. It was pouring. We were trapped underneath the, um, right. the awning. We were trapped. Um, uh, all right. So you know what? We actually got some questions on. Uh, we got some questions on Twitter. And if you guys have questions here on YouTube, let me know. But we got a couple of questions that I definitely want to address. This will you'll you'll like this one. This is from Adam Giardino. Oh, Remember Adam. him? He says, first time, yes, long time. I do actually, yes. <laughs> first time, long time. Killarney's Public House in Hamilton, New Jersey. The Cajun Chicken Nachos. How do those still rank on your all-time list? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Adam. Adam is the one who, um, Adam used to be one of the broadcasters for the Trenton Thunder. Not even a team anymore. But he recommended these nachos to us after we did a video at the ballpark in Trenton. Um, we, I think we have a picture. I sent Tiff a picture. These are the nachos that he's asking about. I remember um, them. The most yellow nachos I've ever seen in yellow my life. Yellow plate, yellow cheese, yellow well, chips. Putting them, putting them on a... Yeah, yeah there the was beer. a lot of yellow. Putting those... Putting these nachos on a yellow plate was a choice. And as and we know, yellow on blondes is like not always a great look. No, yeah. no, it's not. It's very we tricky. We both have to, had to learn that lesson. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh, the hard way. The hard way. So yeah, um, Amanda, where do you think those nachos rank on your all-time list? Because there were good parts of them, but mostly like the plating of it ruined them for me. Yeah, presentation is everything. Yeah, um, you eat with your eyes. You My eyeballs eyes love to eat. We always say phones eat first. I'm yeah. holding this napkin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we always say phones eat first, meaning you eat with your eyes first. I uh, do marketing right now for UMass, University of Massachusetts Amherst, the um, Auxiliary Enterprises, which is an umbrella company or umbrella department. Mm -hmm. My whole point is telling you, I work for UMass Dining in the end. I do marketing for UMass Dining, the number one di collegiate dining program in the nation, seven years in a row. And I always say phones eat first. And so much of my job, all the chefs work so hard and they create these beautiful plates. And I just get to run in at the end and take all the photos and then get all the credit for it. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I don't take any credit for it. I just take photos of their food. 
Um, but yeah, phones eat first, phones eyes eat, eat first. first. Everything is about presentation and what it looks like. You have to be inviting. Mm-hmm. So I would say off that rant, I would have to rank those nachos a little lower just off the cuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think quality wise, they were good. They were fine. Yeah, they were fine. They were some of the better nachos that you're going to get in the Trenton, New Jersey metropolitan area. Yeah. Trenton. Like Trenton. It's so fucking formal. Trenton. How dare I? Trenton. The, what, my favorite thing about that ballpark, ballpark too, the giveaway at the end of the game were, was literally just boxes of Arm & Hammer baking soda. I Arm still & Hammer Park. I, I went through mine. I actually finished mine years ago. I use it to clean my house. Which yeah. means I still have it. So I, probably don't I mean, it was a huge often. box. Was. Like it was, it was like a box. cereal box sized, yeah. like enormous. That yeah. was the weirdest giveaway. That might be the weirdest giveaway I've ever gotten at a ballpark too. But honestly, the most useful because so many giveaways just end up in a landfiller in the ocean. And yeah. this is ending up down my drain and cleaning out my drains and cleaning off my burnt pots and pans. Yes. Yeah. Much more useful than just down the be, drain for no I reason. I think we should only be give, doing giveaways that people are going to use. Oh my gosh. You know what? I wonder, like, I mean, I, especially here in the state of Colorado, we... Like the people of Colorado take so many steps to uh, do things that will protect the environment, to like change people's habits. Like we literally can't get a plastic bag anymore. No, they're you go to Sprouts, now. there are actually just no bags. New year, no bags. New year, no bags. Yeah. But I wonder if there would ever be a push from environmentalists to be like people at these uh, running these stadiums, like stop giving away shit. Or just give away food, like something, something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Stop giving away shit. Uh, I work, but you I know do, what? I mean, like, also, I guess the giveaways that you get from a lot of these parks, I mean, like, they're ads. Like, they've got little oh, ads Oh, I know. On it's them. all about branding. It's about swag. Yeah. But, like, how much swag you're like, I'm never going to use this, like, this, like, plush, like, lamb. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what like, am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? A good bobblehead is good. A good bobblehead is yeah. always... Uh, that's a big, we work with a lot of vendors in my job, and I think there's been a big push from, like, these larger companies to create swag that people are either going to use or it's made from like secondhand resources Um, i try to bring that up in my meetings too and they're like oh we're just gonna send you stuff and i'm like hey let's like let's like not just send stuff like let's be let's uh, be mindful mindful and intentional with what we're selling what we're giving away what the students are going to want to take home um so i'm always i'm always an advocate for less stuff and uh, more like useful mindfulness. I love that. Impactful. Um, Amanda, let's transition to our next question. This one's from Arthur Kenny. How do you evaluate nachos with alternative toppings? For example, barbecue nachos, dessert nachos, Cincinnati chili mm. nachos, or chips like potato chips compared to a more traditional offering? This is a great question. Great question. Um, I, I'll, I'll start off with the, the uh, sentiment that like when I see like something like a dessert nacho, I don't consider that a nacho. I consider that a parody of a nacho. So that's how I frame it like when we're going into ranking these. I think that's a great way of putting it because so many also nachos are in their own category. Like we always talk about how like a tacho is not a nacho. It's not. It, also, they're just, they're tater tots. They're loaded they're, tater tots. Yeah, and same thing with people who think use French fries as a base Mm-mm. for nachos. It's not. It's, it's loaded, loaded fries. Fry. And they're also terrible for a nacho setting. Because they don't pick up anything. They don't pick up anything and they get soggy hella they, fast. You can have those steak fried nachos still. Those steak cut nachos still. They're going to fall apart. The steak cut fries. Steak cut fries. Yeah. What, yeah, steak cut fry nachos. See, it's already confusing. I know. Yeah. It, it, her brain's literally but breaking thinking about it. I just need to take a hard it. line and say like loaded Loaded tater tots mm-hmm. are not nachos. Amen. Loaded French fries are not nachos. Amen. Nachos are nachos. And traditionally, with a traditional chip, you can use 
potato chips, but why would you do that? They're going to fall apart. They're going to they're not as good as a It's not. It's not going to it can't hold the weight. Can't handle the weight. They get soggy faster. It's just like it's not it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Potatoes are so good on their own too. We don't need to add we don't need to add a whole nacho to them. Yeah, like potato chips are so good. Why would you do that to potato chips? Chips are for those chips are for dipping. These are for like heavy duty like yes. weight. Yeah, I yeah. will say the nachos that we have, like the chips are a good way. They can hold they could hold more toppings if they wanted to. So I would put everything in their own category, but yeah, barbecue nacho is not going to go up against like a barbecue nacho is going to serve a different purpose than a dessert nacho, aka a parody of a nacho. I mean, a nacho topped with barbecue meat, like that's still a nacho to me. What's some of the weirdest stuff we've put on nachos? I mean, weird is is a is a, a wide term. Like we we've made uh, lobster nachos. Sometimes you think pairing cheese and fish isn't like a great move, but it does work. In you the know, right it, and, and it wasn't necessarily it wasn't they, fish. It was lobster. It was lobster. It wasn't like the cheesiest nacho we've done. But it was like, we also had like, we made like a Chipotle sour cream yep. that like went with it. And like, I thought that was really good. It, it worked. To this day though, my favorite is the elote corn that we had A in LA and B that we made in the nachos when the Rams were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. To we, this day, my favorite. That was the best thing. I remember like the TV station that I worked at, um, uh, they were like, why, do, why don't you make those like for the morning show? And I was like, do you want to have a whole Nacho Scout branded morning show? Like, oh, yeah. And they were like, no. And I'm like, okay, well then, well then, no. no. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not making them without Amanda. That'd be weird. That would you be gotta, like, you gotta hey. plug the brand at least. <laughs> what? You gotta plug the brand at least. I know. Oh my gosh, we used to like go on morning shows and like make nachos like before like I had my TV job. Yeah, I was all oh, we were weaseling our way into so much stuff. I will weasel my way wherever I can. Yes, you because you have to make uh, overall moral of the story. Not just scout is you have to make your own opportunities. Yep. And you don't have to necessarily have like an end game in mind, but you just have to believe in yourself and your product and what you offer. Yes. And then just put your face in front of other people's faces and say, I want this and like just do your best to make it happen. But you can't just say I want this. You need to have the goods and the skills behind it to back it up. I need to point that out before. Yeah, we run away with this too far. <laughs> yeah, but, you, yeah. Have to, you have to like actually put too the many work people in. Are just saying I deserve without. I'm like, no, you need you need like a little bit of the yeah, no, to back it up. You need to actually try, mm -hmm. but you know, that yeah, that's it. We did just like please, yeah. It's not gonna be good at the start, but like you got to try to be good. <laughs> no, it, I feel like it's supposed to not be good at the start because like if you're trying something, it's not supposed to be good when you first start. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I, um, uh, I, I do want to mention, I don't think Coursefield has them anymore, but Coursefield had apple pie nachos, which were, so it was slices of, it was like, yeah, like an apple pie type filling with the super sugary slices of apples. And it was like pie crust chips and there was some cheddar cheese on there. And I think like a lot of people kind of lost their minds. They were like cheese on apple pie. But I'm like, oh, we're from New England. Like that's like a very common thing actually. It's a little salty, a little sweet. Like yeah. that's a classic snack. And it was like actually a very good dessert nacho. Again, I consider these a parody of a nacho, but they were good. They were good for what they were. Now, how did the um, apple pie crust chip hold up? I feel like if anything, you need to do like individual bites with that. Not just like a laid out plate like this. Yeah, I'm trying to like, they were like crunchier. It was like, they're more like fried. They were, they were Not super baked. deep fried. Yeah, yeah they yeah, were super deep fried chips. So they actually, they, they were pretty sturdy, mm -hmm. but also like something like the apple pie nacho, like the apple is so sticky. Like you kind of need to eat it with a fork. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was still really good. I, I still, I, I loved them. I feel like a nacho isn't a nacho unless it's messy. 
Um, remember the messiest nachos we made, which were um, we made like um, candy corn nachos that people hate. I mean, we hated them, too. But like yes. they were they, they also like ruined a pan of mine. <laughs> it never really came back (laughs) you need to reach out to the uh this is a shameless plug well for someone i don't know the vulgar chef he went through a tire candy corn halloween themed i know him you do know him yeah yeah because he's actually like a chef in the hartford area like actually like is (laughs) makes these like disgusting viral videos of like horrible food combinations but like he's really funny yeah like a candy corn wrapped hot dog or something but like in in real life he's like a chef but he's an actual he's an actual like really talented but i think that's that's where you have to come from because if you're like a classically trained chef then you know how to make something as disgustingly Mm -hmm. satisfying as possible but with good technique exactly with good technique yeah the technique is there the technique's (laughs) there you can see it you can see it oh my god so we're just melting melted we candy just corn. melted candy honestly like the way they melted i was like are, are, is this even food like parchment is this just paper. made of plastic like that's such a rookie mistake <laughs> parchment paper at least <laughs> they were uh it was pretty it was pretty gross it was pretty gross all right um uh, we are gonna we're gonna talk about like what amanda actually does now because she actually puts out she makes some great content she makes some viral videos i do my and best thank you. she yeah she does a good job but first uh i do want to shout out our friends at magus and shanker because when you get hurt Bacchus and shanker is here to help and Bacchus and shanker wins for colorado families they've been helping those seriously injured in colorado for more than 25 years and they've won more than a billion dollars for their clients too the best part though absolutely no fee while they're working on your face while they're working on your case no fee until they win money for you they've got a big staff too more than 30 30 lawyers more than 100 staff but Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault car accidents motorcycles rideshare pedestrians trucks they can even help if you're injured at work so give them a call Easiest phone number to remember. It's all twos, two, 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 two. Find out if you have a case for free because Bagus and Shanker wins. Yeah, I wrote a theme song, Amanda. Your dad would be proud. He would be. He loves you, a jingle. Yeah, you, just, honestly, he loves a good hook. I feel like he, I, I have more that I want to write. I feel like I should collab with your dad. You um, already have actually. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. Oh, you were playing the piano together at your wedding? Oh, that was a core That memory. was also adorable. But I meant uh, <laughs> years ago, you just used the word, we were talking about women's clothing and how it comes with curves. And then my dad wrote a whole song called Comes With Curves. Yeah. Um, it was a banger. Yeah. I love it. a musician. Yes, he's very talented. (laughs) Very, very talented. Um, We also have to mention our friends at Amanda's new favorite brewery, Breckenridge Brewery. Um, I think right now we're still honoring the Christmas sales, the beer of the month, $6 on tap, 7% ABV. (laughs) Get lit. (laughs) But yeah, it's a good deal. But Breck has a brew for any occasion there's no better way to catch a game or hang out with your friends or maybe host a podcast than just having a nice cold breck in your hand they they make it with a hundred percent renewable energy too because breckenridge brewery cares about colorado cares about the environment so amanda's got the avalanche ale mm-hmm. right now we also love the mile high city golden ale the broncos country pale ale the fun slinger the good company hard seltzer some of our faves but you can find whatever breck beer you're looking for find it on the beer locator locator head to breckbrew.com to find a brew near you amanda you were in breckenridge the other day find a brew near you i love yeah that. you know we love we love a good rhyme mm-hmm. i love a good slogan i was in breckenridge you little tourist 
I mean, you're a tourist, like literally. Literally. You are doing, you should be doing all these things. Also, like, I had to get out of your house for like a little bit. A little bit. Just just to give you some space. (laughs) In the middle of my public meltdown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just the season. <laughs> just the season. Um, uh, but you you hit the slopes yesterday, too. I did. I hit the slopes. Um, great time. Great place. Breckenridge is great. It was my full-on adventure day, just kind of being completely out of my element, out of my comfort zone, on mm-hmm. my own, um, driving the uh, the Rocky Mountains out here. Yeah. Um, but um, you, you, like, had, you, like, had Breckenridge beer. I had Breckenridge. I, I was like, yeah, it was happy Lean hour, in. and I saw it on the list. I said, well, I have to. What am I going to do? Get a Coors? I could drink Coors at home. You can. You yeah. can drink Coors at home. You you can. I could probably drink Breckenridge at home, too. Probably, but, actually. Um, <laughs> they do have it, like, pretty much everywhere. I just have to look for it a little harder. You know what? You're going to use the beer locator. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is this still an ad? Is there a discount code? <laughs> no. <laughs> you do get a discount um, at the bar if you're a diehard member, though. Here? Yeah. Oh. Like, well. members here get a discount on, like, their whole freaking tab. What a deal. That's actually, it's actually a really I'm honestly good deal. I'm fascinated by this concept of like a like podcasting sports studio that also has a bar. Like it's yeah. like how to like bring yourself into the culture that is like Denver. I just think that's like a good, a good concept. A yeah. Good move. So congratulations DNVR. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. I admire your business model. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a super cool business model. And also like, I feel like it, that is the sense. Like if you want to immerse yourself in Denver sports culture, like this is a great starting point. Like people, who like don't live in Denver, but like are either like moving out here and trying to like, you know, just like catch the vibe or like they're a Broncos fan from afar because Broncos fans live everywhere for some reason. But like people will come here and be like, oh, yeah, like I'm here to just like vibe it all out. And like I've made like friends who have come here for that purpose. And I'm like, yeah, like we'll be friends forever now. That's it. Yeah. That's a great story. I tell it at parties um, uh, here at the bar here at the bar. Um, let's I want to talk about some of the stuff that you do. So, yeah, you work at UMass Amherst. Um, also, you have a kale. There's there's a kale McCarr connection there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he went to UMass. He played for UMass. And he was on the team when we won our national champions of 2020, 2021. Yeah. Oh, all, all those years are a blur to me. So, yeah, you know, it was like there was no school, but sports are very much in play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, great guy. Great player. Happy he's out here and winning for you guys out here. Mm-hmm. And what a connection for us all the way from Massachusetts out to Denver. Yeah. And I think um, we still have a great hockey team. Yeah. Yeah. Our baseball, our basketball, our men's basketball is doing very well this season too. I hear. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm so I'm so sour about um, like college sports. I'm especially like the most sour about collegiate basketball right now because of what U Heart is doing. I know. Because of the yeah, so like our school, like we used to have so much. I mean, I used to have a lot more school pride, and then like right after the U Heart men's basketball team made the tournament for the first time, U Heart was like. Actually, we're going to switch to D3 and we don't care what any of the alumni think, what any of the current student athletes think, like what it was like so shady. And uh, now like all these kids like went to U-Heart thinking they were going to compete at D1 athletics and this, the switch is in the process. So it's like, they're still playing against D1 schools, but like none of the games count for anyone. It is very unfair to those players. And I do not agree with it. I personally do have pride for you heart in the sense of the student television network that uh, we yeah. both come from and I will mm-hmm. forever be grateful for that experience and, forever and the grateful. network that's come from it and the alumni events in that sense but I fully agree like they really uh, screw these kids over yeah it, it just like they, a lot of them said no to other D1 opportunities yeah for this one and then this, they got like the work pulled out from under them and that's it that's it's so unfair it's so unfair um, 
I will never get over it. I will be mad at the school for the rest of my life. But still, yeah, grateful that, you know, it brought us together. You know, we had a great student television network that uh, we learned everything from. I learned pretty much everything from it. Also D1 and remaining D1 is UMass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry, you know, I took took your, I I like asked you about your life and then I was like, no, I'm actually going to change the subject. No, no, no. But you connect on on UHeart. Yeah, we will, we'll bring it back. But yeah, you, uh, you you got a great school going on there that you work with. It is a great school. It's a great dining program as well. Um, So yeah, we're number one dining program seven years in a row, according to the Princeton Review. Well, uh, it's listed on the Princeton Review Mm -hmm. uh, website. We try very hard. Healthy, sustainable, delicious is our slogan. And we stick to that every step of the way. We pride ourselves in always growing, always moving. That's the best thing about this department. Mm -hmm. I've worked at UMass for maybe six years. Um, I used to work for uh, one of the schools. Great time, great people, great experience. I was able to kind of create my own niche there within like um, creating a social media presence and like video production and like telling the stories within that school. The School of Public Health have a lot of great research that they're doing. They were huge uh, during the pandemic. We were having a lot of our professors and um, leaders kind of being quoted in the New York Times, the Washington Post. They were kind of very influential in our um, the whole the whole COVID of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I've COVID since, of it all. Yeah, and then I've since moved on to auxiliary enterprises. And my favorite part about this department is just how forward thinking everybody is and how everybody is always looking to grow and move and get bigger and do better. And what we do now is great. Let's do it again. Let's do it better. Let's do it more. Do it again. Ooh. Let's get, and it's just like, it's such an inspirational like department to work for. Like I admire it so much because I feel like that's how I am. I'm always looking at what's next. I'm always looking to grow. I'm always looking to move forward. And, um, um, also in that mindset, there's a lot of like creative freedom and opportunity. Like I feel like in many ways, like I kind of just, am like, Hey, I have this idea. These are the bullet points of what it is. This is what I want to do. And a lot of times they're like, yeah, like I, you know what I mean? Or they're like, mm-hmm. okay, that's great. But like, this would fit better here. Like, mm-hmm. let's move it together. Let's make it a little more collaborative. Always down to collab always, you know, I'm still new there. Um, I've only been there like two years, which is still new for so many people have been there for yeah. upwards of. that's the kind of place where people work there for literally decades. Oh yeah. Your whole crew. Well, that's what I loved about UMass was the idea of like, you could have an entire career and keep the same parking spot. (laughs) I was like, that's what appeals to me about that kind of environment. Um, so it's uh, I really do love working for UMass Auxiliary oh. Enterprises um, and like the opportunity that comes with UMass Dining and kind of being the number one collegiate dining program. And it's something that it's very niche. Like, I think I was at an alumni event for UHeart and I explained yeah. it to someone and they're like, oh, um, competitive collegiate dining. I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, oh, yeah. it's, it's a whole ass business. Yeah, it's a whole ass industry. Well, I feel like it's also I feel like, you know, let's circle it back to Nacho Scout. Very adjacent of like because like Nacho Scout, we did so much work with like the food service companies, like the Aramarks, mm-hmm. like all those. And like, I feel like it's kind of like a, like a parallel. Well, you not just got, got me this job in yeah. many ways. Like I had the background working for UMass and, um, you know, having my video production for my previous job. But in the interview, I was like, let me tell you about Nacho Scout. I, was like, I go, I'm going to send you some links. And I sent <laughs> them uh, the best videos that we have. And I explained who we are and what we do and my passion for food and food marketing and like just kind of like the culture that is like food in this environment and the community that it creates. And um, Garrett DeStefano, who's the director of residential dining there, who is in charge of my hiring process, told mm-hmm. me after the interview or after I got the job, he goes, just so you know, like 
I ha- you had me at nacho. Ah! He's like, he was like, that was it. I was, the job was yours. I was like, great. People love ballpark <laughs> food is like the bottom line. People love food in general. We're obsessed. We're like a culture obsessed. Well, not just a culture. We are like human beings and you know. Yeah, there's but, only a um, few. There's only a few. Uh, every culture is obsessed with food. And just, we're happy to uh, share those cultures with our students at UMass Dining. Yes. Yeah, you guys do, you guys do some well, great we, stuff. Well, we pride ourselves on our global cuisine, right? So we have like a Lunar New Year event with like a guest chef, like celebrity chef Martin Yen. We have a Diwali event. We had a Vietnamese event. We uh, we had a, a, per, a Persian uh, chef come in and share food oh. from his culture. Um, these are just a few that are off the top of my head. There are so many more when that I'm not I, When am I going to be the visiting chef? To share we my culture of nachos, of nachos, <laughs> we should do. Well, we are growing our concessions, um, oh. are the products that we offer in our concessions. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a we do have a chef's table at our concessions too, which is a rotating menu every three weeks. A different dining common mm-hmm. or chefs from different dining commons will submit a new item. Um, so so we, you're, you're saying there's a chance, there's a chance, is what I'm saying. Yes, could you imagine me, a chef? Let's talk about some actual chef. I'm just okay. saying, like, <laughs> chef is a great job, but I would never choose a profession that comes with a silly looking hat. I cannot get over the hat. Okay, we can't. You can't say that I when can't. we're wearing these. <laughs> you literally can't. Yeah, I guess so. Full circle. Uh, full, full circle. circle. I told you I put my foot in my mouth at some point. You know what? It, that wasn't as bad as it could have been. No. Amanda's like, oh, can I curse? Oh, wait, that happened live on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that just happened, and you guys all saw it. I want to show one of the videos you made. Um, Tiff, I highlighted this one in the outline, but this is a recent one, a trend. It's the surround sound trend. We had to pick, we had to use the clean version. Yes. Push the push the off of the porch or break up. I love that. Don't get this if it happens to blow, it makes surround sound. Yeah, they ain't. Push it back and go to town now. Putting rap on my back. 15 seconds, but it's been viewed well over like 150,000 views across Instagram and TikTok. And let me tell you, like, so this was a trend, obviously, and our students were like, oh, we should do this. And it was during the semester. And I was like, it is, but we do have like very active kitchens. I can't just like burst in there and be like, let's have a dance party. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You have to like actually respect the people who are trying to do actual work. Our executive chef of residential dining, uh, Bob, would give me that like side eye that's like just going to cut you right to your core. Um, (laughs) And uh, (laughs) um, so as soon as the semester, ended I was like I know we're a little late on this trend but it it delivered um and I showed up and those all those people um the people in the video are chefs and uh culinary workers in our DC and they knew exactly the assignment and Mm -hmm. we didn't have to give them any direction they just said yeah we're doing it so I taped my phone (laughs) up to the ceiling and they just took it and ran with it and I it it blew up uh in a way that we love seeing it blow up um, uh, oh, we got Nathan in the comments, by the way, saying that the chicken tenders at Sod Poodles games might be some of the best tendies I've had. Ooh. This is, yeah, I agree. I've had those tenders and they're good very tendy. good. They're amazing. They're what like the best thing stand out. You know what? It's like the breading is just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's thick. It, it's like thick. Like you're eating an actual like fried chicken. Hmm. You know, you're in Texas. You're in Texas. Yeah, so it's okay. It's in Texas. It's crispy and like I feel like you have. That's like the gold standard. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just like they're so good. They're my one of my favorite chicken tenders. There's a lot of good chicken tenders that you can get at a lot of ballparks, but like some of them come from like, like I know I had like the tender love and chicken ones you they have them at Coors Field they have them at like Rangers games but like those are a good tender but that's a chain that's different do they have a variety of tenders so you get your classic right with your mustard and your ketchup Mm -hmm. uh and then do they have like a dressed up tendy 
Oh, at like with the bow tie? games? Yeah. No, no. Okay, it's just a tender. N- no, just a, te- just a tender. Tender comes with fries. Uh, super basic. You should nothing, do like a loaded tender. Nothing special about a loaded tender. Ooh, that, see, a chicken tender, a proper crispy chicken tender would be a great base for a loaded option. Is this our next video? Are we going to like do this when we get back to the house? I think so. I, we actually might be dropping a new nacho you scat video. You have an air fryer. Yeah. <laughs> we should. We and like there's an island that makes for great videos. Or we should just buy a proper thing of Crisco and just do a, a proper fry. Damn, I think we have our um, uh, we have our afternoon cut out for us. I think so. Yeah, let's keep this bender going with well, some with some fried chicken. I'm on a bender, <laughs> I'm definitely on a bender. Um, uh, do you want to show? Should we show the video of the guy rapping? Yes. Yeah, so okay, I should Who is probably this preface this. This man is. Uh, Polly Mac. So he is a, a long time. He's again. worked at UMass Dining for like 30 years almost. He sort of went to college there. UMass band winning, so we now would trend. <laughs> Breakfast at the Hamp when you woke by the rooster. Lunch at the Frank or some dinner at the Worcester. We're here for you. Take a break from your work every day, every meal, late night at the work. We got your coffee and we got I've your latte. So yeah. Also, this was, like, you directed this. Like, I literally this is your it. child. Everything from this video, I mean, Paul wrote the song, right? And he just gave me the song and I picked this 30 seconds or whatever. And all of it is, I'm proud to say, from my brain. Um, all the pre-production, the vision for it, the shots, the transitions, the editing, him being three people in one spot. I was, like, learning so much with Adobe Premiere um, in that week. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so Paul is a, a longtime U.S. dining employee. He's again. the assistant we manager at Franklin, D.C. Franklin is the um, the beloved. So every we have four dining commons on campus, and every dining common has their own personality. And yeah. Frank is like, it was built in the 1950s and has not really been renovated much since. And it is like, we call it like your dad's house. Like, <laughs> it's not no frills, but it's home. You it's know what home. I mean? Yeah. It's comfortable. It is home. It is a student favorite. We did a um, like a Spotify wrapped kind of post at the mm-hmm. end of the semester. UMass Dining Who, wrapped. You have to. You have to You have to lean into the trends. Right. I mean, we have a, I have an internship uh, of students and they kind of just they keep me young, you know, uh, with what the I, trends are. I, I need I need the Gen Z kids to teach me what we're saying. Yeah, I have such a resource there. Yeah. And um, so the Spotify wrapped, I went up, we have like a whole like a reporting and analytics where you get to basically see like how things are selling. Like I get to look at hard numbers and Franklin DC uh, has the lowest, uh, had the lowest numbers um, of like visits or Mm -hmm. like within, within a whatever, the month or whatever I put it in. So it came in last and there was a lot of Frank love coming out in the comments from the students basically being this is blasphemy frank is the best frank is number one i'm ah! like it's strictly based off number of visits and swipes that we have in the dc it is not a ranking of who's the best yes. but it was simply uh who vis- who's gets visited the most and um but frank is home for a lot of people so anyway paul is the assistant manager at frank there and he likes to rap on the side like he's just a creative guy and he uh he likes creates a lot of raps about umass dining or our partners and we department with like the wonderful uh pistachio and citrus company he made a wonderful rap we have a whole rap about lentils um who doesn't love a, a rapping um manager exactly he hosts like an uh, open mic night at his dc like ah! on the last wednesday of every month um, where he likes to get up on the mic. So anyway, so he wrote this song, uh, this UMass Dining song. I think it's called All That We Do um, years ago. And he was like kind of looking to do something with it. And, you know, he wants to like sort of lean into his creative side a little more. And so it came my way and I was like, OK, yeah, I I, I, I heard it. And I just saw it and I was like, 
I'm going to do this. I think this is going to be awesome. <laughs> so I did a lot of pre-production on it. I kind of like built out the shot list and like coordinated with everybody because we were we visited like seven different locations in one day, mm -hmm. um, shot it all, edited it all and um, put it out there. And it was an overwhelming response from our students. Um, well over half a million views across all social media platforms, which for us, that's mega viral. Yeah. Um, viral for is viral is what makes sense within your following. Right? Yeah. For some people, it's five million. For some people, it's 500. For us, it's over 500,000. Yeah. Um, and so it was a, a huge win and for us and for me. And I think it, it got a lot of attention, a positive attention. And it's just, um, I wouldn't say it's the brand of UMass Dining, but it does very well with the students. I would call it the chicken tenders of social media because oh. like, no, it's not the brand, but it's very popular with our customer base. Oh, we love an analogy, especially an analogy that brings it back to chicken tenders. Well, our students love our chicken tenders. <laughs> I mean, it is a college, right? So I, like we, we, like I said, pride ourselves, healthy, sustainable, delicious, but it is a college. It's not so a college. So you need Kids your standard are, burgers and fries They're and not always going to eat healthy, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah. We actually do get emails sometimes. Like I got an email from a mom being like, do you have more like mainstream food? Like I know there's a lot of like, like opportunity and variety, but like I was like, oh, we have plenty of opportunity and variety. Can my adult son still eat mac and cheese yeah, for every meal? Yeah, pretty much is what they were asking. And I was like, <laughs> they can. But I'm like, I also but fully, they? I fully <laughs> encourage you to expand. Mm -hmm. College is about expanding your mind like via book learning, but also for us, it's via your palate. <sighs> That was lovely. Education goes beyond the classroom, especially when UMass Dining is in your backyard. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank Amanda. You. Thank all right. You. Listen, we're actually coming up on like the hour here. Oh my gosh. I was just wondering how long we were actually this for. like Amanda was like, oh, it's like a half hour, right? I'm like, maybe a half hour. I was nervous. Maybe I was an like, hour. Can we fill a 30 minutes? It turns out we can fill a whole hour. I feel like we're just getting started. Without here. even I know, right? Should we just like keep recording to a part two? <laughs> just who's gonna kick us out? Honestly? Like we're like we're a bachelor podcast. Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> I listen to a lot of, yeah, recap podcasts and they just rant about, like I said, Kyle Richards or something for a half I mean, hour straight. Kyle, Kyle Richards was in Aspen the other day. Yeah, she owns a house out there. Yeah. I want to go to that house. I want to go I, to I there. I want to go to there. <laughs> so yeah, 30 Rock is also a huge influence in Susie and my culture. Oh my gosh. It's like my whole culture. Tina Fey in general. I just, I love shows that are about shows. I love shows that are about things that I'm directly interested in. Yeah, also that. And also kooky as hell. Yeah. 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 I just like... Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the whole story. That's the whole pod, guys. Um, Amanda, what do you? Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, you my you got rid of your Twitter. Person, I got rid of Twitter um, because I, I was losing my mind because it because of all the reasons that people get rid of their Twitter. Because of all the reasons, I was just like. I, I found out during the pandemic, I was like on my phone, doom, doom scrolling. And then I realized like, oh, if I just put my phone down and close it, it's not happening anymore. It's gone. It's gone. So I was like, wow, what, what a peaceful uh, experience that was. So yeah, got rid of Twitter. That's why, I, that's why I'm playing 80 hours of solitaire now just to keep myself off social media. Right, you have to do something with your hands. I have to um, do something. <laughs> so I don't have like my personal social media is very like locked up in private. And I really like... Uh, so I would say UMass UMass Dining is where I live right now. Yeah. Uh, the UMass Dining Instagram and TikTok, uh, we are growing and changing and trying. Well, not so much. Well, mm -hmm. we're growing and improving. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you want to check out some cool videos and some food stuff, if you want to check out UMass for your students who are going for your kids who are going into college, highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Great I hockey. Know. Great hockey. Great place. hockey. Great we hockey. love hockey here in Denver. We love hockey in Massachusetts, too. Mm -hmm. We're both. We're also a cold state. Out yeah. There. Yeah. Yes, also a cold state, but you get to be so close to, I mean, how far is you at Mass Amherst from the Basketball Hall of Fame? 40 minutes. Oh, 
My favorite plays. In traffic? Yeah. <laughs> With traffic. <laughs> Basketball Hall of Fame. We Susie and I have a, a low-key goal to visit every Hall of Fame in the We country. want to do a Hall of Fame haul. Yeah. That should be our next nacho scout. Go out to Cooperstown. I think, I don't know why. We, we haven't been, been to yet. Cooperstown yet, which we is tried. Like kind of crazy. Like we talked about it. I tell people that I haven't been to Cooperstown and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, you've never been in general? I've never been in general. Oh, yeah. As a, uh, my family, we did a family trip. Oh there. my gosh. Even you've been. Yeah. Because baseball is part of the baseball's fabric of, of your family, life. My culture, yeah. Even like if you don't even realize it, baseball is like so the fabric of so many of our lives. Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty. It's America's pastime. That's the beauty of America's pastime, mm-hmm. truly. Um, all right, so that's where we can follow Amanda. Tiff, um, thank you so much for producing this. Where can we follow you on social media? Um, just on Twitter and Instagram at Tiffany underscore Tano. She knows her She knows her Twitter handle. Great, Tiff. Thank you. She knows it. Great job today. I really love all the sound effects. Can <laughs> I get something to go out on? Yeah, absolutely. That's fine. Yeah, let's get a... Okay. Ooh. And that's the clock. little triangle. Uh, guys, you can follow me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And make sure you are following DNVR underscore Rockies. Because if there's Rockies news, good Lord, I hope we get some Rockies <laughs> news this week. I think, I, you know, maybe we will. So uh, stay tuned uh, at DNVR underscore Rockies for all the latest updates. Um, and Amanda, we have a saying here. Tiff knows the saying. I have a saying about closing out a show. What do you like to say, Suze? I like to say, fuck it, we ball. But guys, we'll be back right here tomorrow on the DMVR Sports YouTube channel, 12.15 Mountain Time. See you then. Bye. We all silly like the mayor. 